Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Barry, can I just ask you to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, hi, Suze. Uh, Barry Byrne, I'm a director consultant with PMI. I'm working with a, a very broad range of clients right across the spectrum in terms of sectors. This topic that we're talking about today is one I'm particularly passionate about. And I think it's probably based on, on significant experience, both good and otherwise, and uh, hoping to share those with you today. And very much looking forward to that, Baz. So the topic that we're going to be talking about today is the method or approach of process mapping, and very specifically about how that enables us to understand how the work is done. And we're going to start off by talking about flowcharting in this episode. So. Barry, what would be really useful, I think, is for you just to help us understand what it is that's so important about flowcharting, what it does for us, why, why this is something that you're very passionate about. Uh, well, I suppose, uh, Susan, in practical terms, in visual terms, flowcharting is a visualization of a process and particularly process that we're studying for whatever reason. And typically in our world, it is improvement, but even if we're problem solving, it is still a very useful visualization. So a graphical representation, if you will, with often generically an industry recognized symbols and approach, and it defines really a series of activities that make up a process, a process of interest. There are various types, linear flowcharts typically may well be the one that's most common. Integrated flowcharts, which has some extra elements in there of usefulness and importance, um, and IO diagrams typically would be what our viewers and listeners would be comfortable with. They're the most obvious and the ones that are most seen, but then there are other types uh, that come into play. But typically, that's what I would describe physically a, a flowchart to be. And whilst the tool itself I'm passionate about, I think there's something much more broad about flowcharting and the approach to flowcharting, which of course is typically what I would classify as process mapping. Can you elaborate on that then for me, Barry? What is it that's so significant? Okay. So we do have this discussion when we have engagement with clients and delegates in different applications, different courses and so forth. And this discussion around, is this a method or is it a tool? And I think it's very important for me to emphasize what it is that we're actually trying to accomplish here and what we're looking to accomplish irrespective of the approach that we're taking and the tool that we're using is to acquire and apply knowledge and consequently any of the approaches and tools that we have in our armory if you will are all focused on delivering that as an ambition the acquisition and the application of knowledge so as a method or an approach process mapping is one of the most powerful and why is it most powerful is that it isn't just a visual representation of a series of activities, but what we are looking to accomplish is we're looking to accomplish, we're looking to determine, visualize how exactly does the work work? So 
were looking to eliminate the potential for opinions, different views, controversy about how it might appear and how we believe it should work to fundamentally anchoring in such a position that this as best as we can is how the work actually works today. And sadly, that's often not the case. And there are approaches that we need to take in order to ensure that we actually have determined, is this how the work is working? When you talk about it, Barry, you always use the word we. Mm. And I get the, the strong sense that this is a team sport, as it were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And I think that's a really good observation, Susan. Thank you. That, that's actually come across. I do recall being coached in the difference between generating and gathering data. And whilst it was a very simple illustration, it essentially told me that there is a fundamental difference to be me gathering data, but we generating data. So it is a collaborative approach, and it is an approach that fundamentally starts a long way further up than understanding the tool that we're going to deploy. Their approach to flowcharting, the success or failure of an activity such as process mapping, is predicated often on the ability to build rapport, you know, to enable others to trust you in order then to feel comfortable, safe, and confident that the environment we're in, which we're working and we're exploring how the work works, it's safe for me to disclose to you what actually happens here. Yes, because your point earlier was about opinion. You know, what you're saying here is no matter what each of us think we may do or should do, what we want to get to is an understanding through the flowchart of what we actually do. Correct. And it often cuts across uh, the opinions that we tend to hear. It can cut across you know, widely held beliefs, assumptions about the work itself. And of course, the concerning bit would be that not understanding how the work works and considering that in the light of decisions we take as a consequence of that lack of understanding, we need to appreciate the potential implications for that. So making decisions to of a greater or lesser significance, clearly, if we're not cognizant of how the work works, it can conceivably make the problem worse. And the type of people that should be involved in this? That's a really good question. Um, irrespective of the breadth and depth of the organization, and we do have some who always feel that they need to play a part in flowcharting, without exception, I need to work with, and it comes back to this we comment that you mentioned before, this collaborative approach, is I need to work with the people who do the work itself which therefore means I have to go to where the work is done. And that has to be the first approach, walk the process, engage with and seek to reassure the people that you're talking to who do the work itself, who clearly and very often don't know me, I'm a stranger to them, but still I need them to, you know, perhaps in some cases unfreeze that it's okay. It's okay to share that. So who irrespective of the hierarchical managerial system that may exist. And clearly I would want to see some of them fundamentally. I need to talk to those people and work with those people who physically do the work themselves. Without which this acquisition and application of knowledge becomes extremely difficult. So they would be a minimum. And sometimes we talk about a portion of the team itself who are looking at a specific process, problem or, or improvement. You know, we might look at as much as half of the team itself may be focused in and around that work area. So I'm typically looking at as a core operators of the process 
and typically their line supervision, you know, who often will have a view, who often will express um, something more, not just about how the work is done, but often I find supervisors, team leaders, that cadre often appreciate the interdependencies in and around this process, which we tend to overlook. So we're beginning to see the bigger system within these processes operate. So that's the sort of, you know, generically, they would be the sort of uh, core team members that I would like to have. You know, clearly subject matter experts and so on are very useful. Um, but I think it's also important that the approach that we take doesn't debilitate any of the sharing of knowledge and insight. I really want to have an unconstrained diagnosis, if you will, with the people who are doing the work. So in other words, they are central to, and they have a degree of control over the sharing of and the exploration of information that they're sharing with me. As there's something else that I had mentioned to me many years ago, Suze, was this concept of our role as a consultant. And as I look at Green Belt, Black Belt and Master, Black Belt, practitioners of that nature, they are internal consultants. So the same applies. And it is this, as I'm working with operators and supervisors, team leaders, middle managers, this group for this particular exercise for purpose, and what strikes me is that I'm listening to the system talk to itself. I'm listening to individuals whose conversation, the dialogue, typically will be with other people in and around that process. And my role really is just to stimulate and perhaps, you know, probe at key times in the conversation. So therefore it's less about me and it's more about them and the work that they do. And consequently, often in exercises, I see, you know, that engagement across the process itself, which in many cases means that I can sit back and just observe. And often recording notes about what I'm hearing so I can play back a summary of the conversation I heard to check in. I've heard you. Uh, this is my understanding. Does that resonate with the conversation? Does this describe the process? And typically it comes back to this building rapport and building trust. And as a consequence of that, um, I, I think the quality of the output vastly exceeds just knowing the tool itself. And as you just discovered, I haven't mentioned the tool of flowcharting itself. Yes. The process of process management. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And I get the sense that time is critical here. And mm. I don't mean that it needs to be quick. There needs to be enough time to allow all of this other periphery conversations to go on, doesn't it? And the risk might be in somebody that they think, oh, we can have that mapped in an hour. You know, that'd be easy and quick. But of course, if, if you rush into this, you're losing the richness of the conversations and perhaps you're not eliciting that additional data that, that people are holding on to because they're feeling rushed. Hmm. I th you're absolutely right. And, and I think there's always a fine balance to be struck about overextending this and, and therefore taking somewhere that it may not necessarily want to go. I do like to gauge the temperature in the room, Suze, in that my ambition, particularly the first time I may be engaging with a working group in and around a process that may well be problematic, you know, typically a relatively short, maybe relatively short is obviously a sense of scale, but you know, maybe two to maximum of three hours and a, in order to begin to stop 
enabling the visualization to clear a lot of the fog about how this works. So it's not perfect, but we're getting a good sense of it. And secondly, to stimulate sufficient intrigue in that group that, frankly, they want to come and do it again. Yes. They want to come and work with me again. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't think this word is overcooked here. I want to inspire them that actually that had gone very well. I may not have necessarily understood any of that, but I'd really like to be part of this going forward. You know, so yeah, I look forward to the next one. And I think it is something about thinking about it before you do it and reading the room and pitching it in, in that way. But I think I've just given some of the sort of key points that I'm looking to make sure I'm cognizant of. I, I think certainly it served me well. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Barry. And thank you very much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you, Suze. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs and infographics and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organization. We'd really love to hear from you.